Good morning, Cedar Valley. My name is Leslie Miller, and I'm here at Columbia Bible College today, which is currently where I work. And we are also connected to Columbia Bible College through the MCBC conference. A special welcome to you if you are brand new. We are super excited that you're here. Drop us a comment in the Facebook chat just to say hi. We'd love to meet you. The best way to stay in contact with us during this online church is to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and to sign up for our email newsletter. You can do that on our website at cedarvalley.ca, and we would love to be in contact with you. Next week, we have our very first in-person services. We are so excited to gather with you guys in person, and we have three services happening, 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30. And the important thing that you need to do is sign up for those services. We have limited space, so get your name in as soon as you can. There is a form online at cedarvalley.ca. You could give the office a call at 604-826-2445. You could email us at hello at cedarvalley.ca. Essentially, get us your name. We'll put it on the list. We're super excited to have you. There will be kids programming at each of the services, um, but there will not be a nursery. So just keep that in mind when you're planning to join us. Awana is also happening this year. It's for ages three to grade six and sign up for that is also online as space is limited. So again, head over to our website, cedarvalley.ca and be sure to get your kids registered for Awana this year. Before we get started, I'm just gonna open in a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for this day and the ability to worship together online. We are so excited to be able to join this way. Um, and I just ask that you'd bless those who are watching and those who watch after. Um, thank you for this ability to connect. And, and God, just thank you for who you are. We are so thankful for the love that you continually, continually pour out on us. And yeah, I just thank you. I thank you so much for that. In your name we pray. Amen. We are going to get started shortly here with some worship. There will be some lyrics on your screen and join however you're able. After that, we will have a special kids lesson from Pastor Doug. So kids, get ready for that. I hear it's pretty good. And after that, we have a really cool um, interactive, interactive message from Pamela, who's a longtime member here at Cedar Valley. And she has spent the last couple of years working overseas. So we're really excited to hear a little bit more about that. Before we head into all of that, um, if you're watching live, head over to the comment section and answer this question. Um, which post-secondary institution or school was really impactful for you? Personally, mine was Columbia Bible College, right here. This is where Grant and I attended school for quite a few years. Um, it's where we met. And for me, it's where I learned a lot of leadership skills and abilities um, and where I really got to dig in and know a little bit more about who God is. So head over to the comment section, let us know a little bit about where you went to school. Thanks Cedar Valley, see you later.
Good morning, church family. We're so glad you're here with us today. Please join us as we sing together.
Cedar Valley kids, it is great to be with you again today. Hey, were any of you outside a couple days ago when that rain came down so hard with the lightning and the thunder? That was incredible. I was wondering if we were going to get washed away a little bit there. But it's a nicer day today, and I'm so glad we can be together. Now, if maybe you can hear a little bit of noise in the background, if you were one of the ones who were at preschool on Friday morning, Maybe that's you making that noise while we're telling this Bible story this morning. Well, I've got a question for you. What is it that you want to be when you grow up? Have you thought about that before? Ah, you know, there's so many things you can be. God has created you with so much talent and ability. It's awesome. If you work really hard, you can be almost anything that you really want to be. That's the way that God made you. Well, you know, there's things like a teacher, a fireman. You're going to see some pictures on the back here just to help us get thinking about the things that you can be. Oh, how about a race car driver? Maybe a vet or a chef making food. Oh, there's so many cool things that you can be. A fireman, a policeman, somebody that helps others. Maybe working at computers. How about if you think really crazy, maybe you'd like to be a lion tamer. Or maybe an athlete, somebody that soars through the air with a basketball slamming at home. Just about anything you'd like to be. Think about that for a bit. 
when you grow up? Well, you know what? For a while there, I thought that I would like to be the king of my own country. That's right. But the problem is, there's not a whole lot of countries around that you can just become king of. And the other problem is that most of the countries that have kings, well, you kind of have to be from the royal family if you're going to be in line to get king. Well, and I'm not from the royal family, so that was help. But then I noticed, have you ever noticed, if you've been driving with your parents, maybe across the country from BC to Alberta, Saskatchewan, I notice that as you're driving along, just when you get to the edge of our province, it says you're leaving British Columbia. And then there's about a hundred meters space, and then you'll see a sign, welcome to Alberta. And it does that all the way along. And I thought, hey, how about if I just take that land that isn't BC's and isn't Alberta's, just this empty space, and I just claim it, and I'll just be king of my own country. And then I thought, I'll put a toll on there so anybody that has to drive through has to pay me money. Then I can build all kinds of great things. People could live there for free. I figured I would be a really good king of my own country. But that didn't happen. But really, you know, as I was getting a little older and growing up, then I sensed that God wanted me to be a pastor. So I could tell other people about how to understand and learn about the Bible and about how much God loves them through the word that he gave us. And so that's what I do. I love telling people about the Bible and how the Bible can help them. That's a pretty cool thing for me to be able to do. So, see, you can do just about anything with your life. And Jesus said that whatever you do, wherever you go while you're doing it, tell people about how much I love them. Jesus was saying that. Tell them about God and my love. Now, there's a really cool verse in the book of Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Check this out. This is what Jesus said. Go and make disciples. Teach the new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Jesus was saying, as you go, take me with you and tell others about my great love that I have for them. But you know what? I want to tell you something. You don't have to wait until you're grown up or an adult to take Jesus with you. You can do it right now wherever you go, even when you're at home. That's the really cool thing. It's not about growing up and what you become. It's about knowing that Jesus loves you and that you tell others about his great love. So here's something that I want to do while your parents continue watching the church service this morning. Maybe head off to your rooms or to the playroom in your house and maybe dress up in something that you would like to be someday anything that you want. Then, later on, get your parents to take a picture and post it to our Cedar Valley Bible Adventures Facebook page. It's a private page, so nobody else will see it other than the families that are on there. And if you post that, what you might like to be someday, and if I see that, then I'd love this next week to drive to your place and drop something special off for you.
So remember, as you go, wherever you go, take Jesus with you and tell others about how much that he loves them. Have a great day. See you next week. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Grant, one of the pastors here at Cedar Valley Church, and I'm joined this morning with Pam, and we are really excited to have her here because what we're doing this uh, at the end of September, October, November, these next three months, is we want to do a specific focus on what uh, working overseas internationally looks like. And uh, people who've been part of our community, who we partnered with, who have grown up here, um, what kind of stuff they're getting into all around the world. So yeah, we're really excited to have you here this morning, Pam. We're excited to do that. So yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, what we're going to be doing is just kind of uh, doing a little bit of an interview, a bit of back and forth. And for uh, some of you who may know Pam, she, she grew up here at uh, Cedar Valley and uh, here in Mission. Uh, so some of you might know her really well. You're going to notice that we might be a little bit vague on some terms. We might have some stuff kind of omitted. And that is to protect uh, Pam's safety, to protect her organization, just to continue functioning as best they can there. And um, if you would like to get a little bit more of a uh, you know, face-to-face, unfiltered kind of dialogue with Pam and this stuff, um, she would be happy to well, manage to check, uh, but you could get in touch with the office and we would be happy to connect you with Pam, have a bit of a face-to-face, a dialogue. That'd be all right to do? Yeah, that'd be great. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's exciting stuff to hear about. So let me tell you, that'd be great. So yeah. if you want to follow this up, stuff up, but we've got a great morning for you here this morning. We're really excited. But, um, you know, the first one, like, Pam, where have you been the last couple of years? I've been living and working in the Middle East for the last two years. Yeah, so... That's a pretty big uh, lifestyle adjustment. I mean, especially if you grow up here in Mission, I know like your first step is like to go across the river there and to Abbotsford and, you know, you might <laughs> venture out to the wild parts of the Okanagan for a vacation yeah. uh, or as far out east as like Ontario, but uh, spend a couple years overseas in the Middle East. Like that's a powerful lifestyle change. What inspired you to kind of get into this kind of work? Yeah, well, growing up here, I would hear stories of people working abroad, working overseas, and that just really got my heart racing. I just loved to hear the stories of what was going on internationally and just hearing people say, yeah, as a young person, you can do that too. And so uh, that was definitely the beginning of that. Hmm. Were there any places where you heard these kind of stories like the most? Was it just like family, friends, or different kind of workshops or... Yeah, mostly at Sunday school. Oh, right on. Yeah, so it that that kind of really makes me think like, you know, a lot of times we might be really inspired or passionate to do uh, some special kind of work, to do whatever kind of crazy callings. And, you know, in, in our own lives, we might think it's a little bit insignificant, but sharing those kind of stories, something like uh, Sunday school teaching uh, or just with friends or family, those kind of things inspires people. Um, and, you know, that would just be a little encouragement is for all of you, if, if you have those kind of passions in your life, if you're inspired, if your heart is just set after something, like share that out loud because you have no idea the kind of impact it could do. You could be sending people like Pam out all around the world, uh, changing their lives, changing other people's lives too. So you get this morning here to inspire a lot of us. Thank you. <laughs> what, what called you specifically to the Middle East? 
Well, just hearing the news, there's a lot of negative things that were going on, a lot of persecution. Um, and so I wanted to respond in some way and felt like the time was right. Wanted to respond, yeah, just to speak belonging into people who've been persecuted or left out and oppressed. And I got some, yeah, I got some training to be able to do that. Hmm. Cool. Um, I've heard you use the word displaced before. Um, and in talking about some of the stuff like when there's persecution or, you know, on the news, we hear the term refugee all the time. But uh, the word displaced to me kind of explains almost a little bit more of what it's really like to be removed. Like, could you explain displaced a little bit more? Sure. Us? It's people living in one country and for reasons of oppression or persecution, they have to they really have to leave where they've grown up because of their own safety. So they've had to live in another city, probably maybe even speak a little different language. But it's someone come living in this. But this is happening in one country, and they hmm. just having to be forced to be moved. Hmm. And like typically on stuff that's not any control of their own, right? Whether it's just their race or tradition or where they're living or politics and power at the time. And yeah, yeah. I mean, here sometimes we we feel what seems like injustice when we lose some of our luxuries and comforts, and there it's when you're losing your basic human needs of safety and security. Right. So that's wild. Um, and that's hard work. And for a long, like long-term commitments you're doing, how have you feel or how have you felt that you've been equipped to do this? Like, uh, you know, were you just born a world traveler? Do you have all these special skills or, uh, you know, what, what is it that, what kind of things do you feel equipped to do for this? Yeah. I think in the past when I've taken short-term teams, that's helped me get comfortable with traveling and figuring out things in a different country. And I've also been around some good teams, some good teammates, and um, I've had some training for this as well. Hmm. Right. And, and, you know, I think a lot of reliance on the father that there's just stuff that uh, my wife, Leslie has a little saying that it seems so mundane, but you know, we can do hard things and especially when we're equipped well or when we're empowered when, when the Father helps us do hard things because uh, it seems simple, but we often try to stay in safety zones in our life so often. And you typically, we, you know, being in safety, being in comfort, rarely we're going to grow, rarely we're going to do major impacts unless we step out and do hard things. And the wild reality is humans can do hard things. And so it's great seeing your uh, really experience on this and story. So... What's been going on in the last couple of years you've been there in the Middle East? What does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, well, I've committed to try and learn language as people feel they're just amazed, like, wow, you're learning my language. And so I'm really trying to do that. So studying on my own and with a teacher and just being surrounded by people who are speaking the language to pick that up. And my team, we also host other teams. And so we have a guest house. So there's cleaning with that. Mm and there's team meetings meetings with other with other groups and shopping shopping for groceries and making my own meals okay uh, what's what's one of your favorite meals to make uh different foods different culture i'm not the greatest at making their kind of food yet but i'm trying but my favorite food to eat is probably called tawa betanjan it's fried eggplant so it's eggplant mm. with meatballs or served over rice it's great Oh, I'm going to try that. That'll be, uh, I think I might be able to do that. Meatballs, you can buy frozen rice yeah. fried. Yeah. Sweet. That sounds good, actually. Again, should be pretty easy. <laughs> um, 
Now you've mentioned specific heart for working with people, displaced people, um, kids and women, especially too. What what does that work kind of look like? Yeah, we, um, when you've gone through like a traumatic or a difficult experience, sometimes that can really affect like your your sleep habits, your your mood, but also your eating and maybe your emotions as well. You might jump if a door slams or really hypersensitive and. So I just, I want to be able to provide a safe, be a safe person um, in a safe place, uh, processing emotions and feelings with people who've gone through difficult situations. So women and kids. And so sometimes I've been able to have little small groups. Sometimes it's just one time. Sometimes I've been able to have a few sessions with some kids hmm. or, if, and definitely following up with some of the ladies that are, my, are now my friends. So talking about emotions, cause that's not really, normal there to be asked how you're doing and how are you feeling and oh you're just you're either like physically hurt or you're fine right (laughs) right going right oh man yeah so bringing a normal making talking about your emotions and feelings as a normal part of life and telling them you know maybe you have intense emotions and it's okay this is all part of it and we can talk about it and do some things to to help to help find bring bring healing in their life in that way Hmm. Cool. And I know you've mentioned this is um, like you have a lot of different tasks you're doing. So the trauma therapy is like like a portion of what you're doing. Right. Um, and and how, how do you feel with that? Like, are you seeing kind of growth happen in that or what, what would you call like success or wins? Yeah, I've, some of the ladies have been really um, grateful to have someone to listen to or someone to ask, like, how are you doing or what have you gone through? So being a listening ear has been really the biggest thing. Yeah, it feels like a small thing because it's not full time at this moment, but I just really feel like the father is saying, you know, I want you to offer what you have and it's a, it is a really big deal and he can work um, big things out of small things, just like the loaves and fishes. Hmm. It's a good story. Yeah. Uh, like so many times we're focused on what we're doing. It seems so insignificant, but we have no idea the impact it could be having. Mm. Right. So, you know, here, this could be being watched by people all around the world or whatever being inspired and passionate so fantastic thanks now back in march the we experienced here in canada um a virus came and changed everything we're doing and it was a global pandemic so COVID 19 how has that affected where you're living with the work you were doing yeah it's we weren't allowed to travel anywhere no one could drive anywhere you couldn't take a taxi anywhere all the borders between provinces were shut so we got to stay at home, but we were allowed to like to travel to get food and that was all fine. Um, it's a typical to greet other women with four kisses on the cheek. And so that was, that's pretty much a no, no, no. Um, yeah. Social distancing isn't really a thing there, but uh, some people try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've all made our own concessions and adaptations, right? Like here, we're already fairly socially isolated. So we just put like 20 feet between us all. And there, if you're, you know, in a culture where you're kissing each other, maybe that's like the next step for trying to tackle the virus. Mm-hmm. Man, did you have any um, kind of specific cool stories that happen in a more lockdown sort of culture or lockdown era there? Yeah, not being able to, to host therapy sessions or to visit friends, it just became more of a WhatsApp. <laughs> How are you doing over there? I just wanted to share from the good book about the good shepherd mm. to my friends. And then afterwards, when we were able to, to see each other again in person, 
uh, a friend made a comment that, yeah, reading about the Good Shepherd really gave her peace. And so that was really beautiful. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is actually, you know, a positive of that, a bit more quietness in our lives, a little bit more uh, time potentially, or even just a bit of what might be forced isolation, but you can really reflect and do mm -hmm. and things can wash over you and really change stuff internally at that point. So that's a cool story um and you know what uh i know back in uh the winter last time you shared with us you talked about a specific project a need for warm clothes and kerosene and um asked for some help about that just in the winter season how did that go yeah thank you guys for your donations uh, we helped 330 kids get um, a set of warm clothes for the winter time and then we helped 32 families get about 100 liters of kerosene, which provides them with uh, two months worth, where two months out of the winter they can get, um, they can heat their housing or their mm. living space. Oh man, how cold does it get there in the winter? Well, it's their rainy season and you're in a brick building, so it's just really chilly and damp. And uh, last year it did snow and we've seen ice cover the 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 puddles every now and then so cold enough <laughs> yeah that's that's cold enough i know for a lot of people 10 degrees or even 20 degrees is cold enough so <laughs> heading into winter well yeah thanks cedar valley for stepping up in that yeah. um it's awesome to see uh something tangible that's just happening like that and then especially when we get a report from you who gets to see it physically happen there so that's really exciting it's great to have a community that can support uh overseas work like this because we can't all take a 25-hour flight <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you're, you're here in Canada. We're glad that you're able to get here safely. What, um, what, what does this little break season look like for you? Yeah, I'm taking an extended season or extended three months to get some, just to be able to wind down a bit. So mentally, physically, spiritually, an extended rest period. So I'll be here through December and then fly back in January. Mm, that's good. It's, it's so good to take rest especially when you have a high an emotionally high uh committing kind of role that you're playing and uh you know i know a lot of times we just think we can go 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 and we'll get just divine energy will just you know fulfill us with whatever but uh the father can't work with us when we're burned out and running mm -hmm. on empty so we're, we're glad you're able to do that now um uh, what can we do at cedar valley to help you while you're here um, and support you while you're taking this break time. Yeah, well, you guys have already been a huge support system and praying for me and coming around me hmm. during these last few years and just to continue doing that. And I just really thank you for for coming alongside the work I'm doing there with, with therapy and with um, helping kids stay warm in the winter. Hmm. And um, this winter, we're actually doing some of the same things. We're helping we're going to try to give some kids, some refugee kids, special needs kids, some warm clothes, and then help a f as many families as we can with a little bit of kerosene for a few months to stay warm in the winter. Oh, cool. So the same project again. And, you know, I, I know we're excited and happy to support with that. So uh, what you can do if you want to be part of that is you can you can donate to this. You can give to uh, uh, Cedar Valley online, cedarvalley.ca. You can head over to the tab that says give. You can make a note in there about uh, the specific project that you want to give it to. And on our end, we'll make sure that that gets to the right spot. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, no, that'll be great. And we can't wait to hear again how that uh, just really supports and helps people meet their needs where they're at.
while you're taking breaks here too, you know, are you looking for just uh, some time to isolate and head off into the wilderness or uh, what can we do like right here immediately to help you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I do love being out in nature. That is refreshing, but I don't want to be alone through this as well. So it'd be wonderful to catch up with you, stay in touch, go for walks and yeah, connect that way because relationships, I need a relationship as well. Right. Good. And so we have a few months to do that. Um, you know, emotional, physical rest, but not relational rest. So that's going to be good. Um, and then when you're heading back after winter, after the break, uh, what's like a, a focus that we can be really in consideration of for the work you're doing over there? Something that we can, uh, at Cedar Valley, pray about? Yeah, well, there's um, just, if you can remember the body that is there, we need each other. And just living in that part of the world is, is difficult. Oh, for many reasons and so just being the body and 